Hey there's Milan Milan. So you know we're already still in the series about keep trusting, right? So we're gonna get into it. Um but before we do, you know, I feel like we should pray beforehand. Um and then we're gonna get right into the reason we're here today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for protecting us and watching over us, Father God. I ask for all who are listening, Father, to this message, whenever that is in their lives, the Lord, you have brought them here specifically this time in their lives that they are able to receive the message. Their hearts will be softened by your love and your mercy. Father, I just thank you for being continually used as a vessel for what Yeshua did on the cross. It's a debt that I can never repay. Amen. All right, guys. So we're talking about keep trusting, right? So, I say, really keep trusting regardless, right, what the situation looks like. So, what did Christ do for you to leave him? And so, this particular part of the series is for anyone who has... Try to walk with Christ, right? Try to um, give their lives over, but for one reason or another, they walk away. So, this could be you, right? I'm going to go through a list. Um, and this is not me pointing a finger, this is a sister saying, Come back. You may have been hurt, offended, tired, misunderstood, confused, abused, broken, mistreated, angry, or discouraged. Could have doubted the word. Could have been prideful lustful or just stubborn now again this is not me pointing a finger i have been <laughs> at one point or another just about everything i listed
how someone treated me or how I felt. So when I say I'm not pointing a finger, I'm truly not pointing a finger. But does any of that resonate with you? And if it does, I'm here to tell you that Yeshua is the way. He loves you so much that there is no sin that is too big. Because what what Yeshua did on the cross was the payment. Because we know by scripture that every sin, um, what is it? Sin, um, the payment for sin is death. Amen. The payment for sin is death. So, we've all sinned against the Most High God. That our Father sent His only begotten Son, Yeshua. He died and He rose again. Amen. So now He's our High Priest. There is nothing that we could do, there is nothing we can add, there is nothing to take from what He did on the cross. For us and trust me when I tell you that there is no sin that is too great never at all sin so was it what the church was it the members in the church was it your favorite pastor that got you from Christ Was it something maybe that you read in the Bible and you just didn't feel it was right? So let's just touch on the church, the members in the church, that favorite quote unquote pastor, right? Sometimes, and we all know this, right? Sometimes when people claim to be part of something right in this case of faith they don't always represent it in the best light people say that's what they identify with but is it really what they identify with when we read what the scriptures say so if we see what scripture says how we should act how we should conduct ourselves and then we see someone else outside obviously like in real life of the scriptures that are saying hey that's what i identify with that's who i claim that's my faith right who's alive i'm gonna tell you that it ain't scripture and some people are wolves and cloth and sheep's clothing and what i mean by that is they come among wolves come among the sheep which is God's people fake 
as if they're Christians, as if they love Jesus, as if, you know, we all believe the same thing. I'm on the, I'm on the same team. And they're not. They're not. So let's not walk away from Christ because of anything, really. But because we're on this one part, let's not walk away from Christ because of the church, okay? Because of the people in the church or because of that favorite pastor. Because I'm going to tell you this. Every church that's standing today is not God-ordained. You got a lot of these churches that are acting on their own will, just like a prosperity teacher. It's not in the Bible that you tithe monetarily. That's what a lot of these churches have done. Because in the Bible, it clearly states that people will be lustful and the um, money, right, is the root of all evil. Paraphrasing, okay, paraphrasing, I will put that verse in the description. People are so attracted to money and what money um, can do for one's life and not concerned about their soul. Some people are on the other side, infiltrated the church as if they were of Christ, as if they were teaching his true message. And they're not. They're not. So please don't walk away from Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do not walk away from Christ because of anything, but because of the church or the favorite pastor or the members, right? And the other thing to touch on is don't walk away from Christ because of what you read. The Bible said that Hebrews thing. It's in Hebrews. Tell the Hebrews real quick. Back to the story I want to speak about. But it's Hebrews 4 and it's verse 12. And it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so don't walk away because of what you heard or i'm sorry what you read in the bible there are going to be things in the bible that you don't necessarily, it may hurt you, period. It may hurt you. 
But when you start to develop a relationship with our Savior and you realize how sinful we are as people and you see his great love that he has for us, you will love what he loves and hate what he hates. The Holy Spirit dwelling within you, once you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you now are the embodiment of the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit. And once his Holy Spirit starts to work in you, he starts to purge out the things that are not of him. Amen. You start to change your behavior to be more like Christ. The people you hang with, the music you listen to, the relationships that you're in, if it's not leading you to Christ, it's leading you away from Christ. Everything, every aspect in your life is, I would say, tried and tested by his Holy Spirit. You give him your full life. You let him have his will in your life and watch his spirit move in you. There are going to be things that were funny before. Christ, and now it's just not funny anymore. Things you accepted before accepting Christ that now you just don't accept. So this message today is for the one who starting a relationship with Christ but you read something you followed the wrong church or you were under the wrong person right the wrong member in the church listening like for for guidance right um What I'm here to tell you is that the best teacher is our father. On my site, there are some, um, what do you call it? Ideals, um, suggestions, probably is a better word. There are some suggestions on um, teachers, right? Um, and it's lambtoalion.net. There is a blog that I did. I'm actually gonna go to that right now. Just so I can hopefully help um,
this back in. Okay, so I'm looking for it. But just like anything, when you looking for something, you can't find it. It's like, hold on, I just had to refresh. <sighs> the best teacher we can ever have is our Lord and Savior, right? The best teacher, period, hands down. He's our best teacher. But what I will say is I'm going to put this in the description because for some reason I can't find it. And I know this is a old post. You hear me? This is an old ones this is probably one of the ones in the very beginning um thank you god found it so yep and i still know that these are some good ones okay so i'm just looking over this list so this was posted looks like last year right and the title um of the post was for new believers in the risen savior june 27 2001. so on that blog and again you could just go to lamb to a lion.net forward slash blog read that blog it's going to give you a list of even today what i would say are they're they're good and i have actually had to update it at one point um but just even looking at this work that they put out the content they put out it sticks true to the word okay but um above all the best teacher that we could ever have ever have is christ okay so read your love letters daily allow his spirit to lead you and to guide you ask and pray for discernment because he will do it but before we end today um and we go about our day i want to give you the story of the prodigal son all right so the prodigal son is just it's an amazing story i'm gonna give it to you and then i'm gonna go over what um, I would take away from the story, the moral lessons. Now, this is a story that Christ was telling his disciples. Um, 
and it's in Luke 15 verses 11 through 32. So if you want to follow along, that's where we're at. So the prodigal son, remind you, this is what, this is a, a story that Christ is giving, right, to his disciples and such. He says, and a certain, and he said, a certain man had two sons. Hold on. Hold on. All right. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fell up to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want and he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine and he would fain have filled filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave him to him and when he came unto himself he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they begin to be married. Now his elder son was in the field and he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father hath killed than fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound and he was angry and would not go in 
Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered, said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commanded. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might marry with my friends, make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy, as this, thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. So let me give you a couple of morals. I feel like the main moral of the story of the prodigal son is that God is ready to receive the sinner who comes to him with a repentant heart. Okay. So you saw that where the son said he has sinned against heaven and against his father. He came back. So he, he was given his, um, he was given blessings, right? Then he left and he was like, I don't need God. I don't need him. I'm going to go live. And then when he started living, he started realizing like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I done squandered all my money. I'm sitting here eating with the pigs. What What am I doing with my life? I'm going to go back to my father. I was so wrong to do this. Why did I leave him in the first place? So he goes back. And when he goes back, he's received, right? He has a repentant heart because he realized how wrong he was. And his father received him. And it was a big party. When a sinner repents and accepts Christ, y'all, the angels are rejoicing. So the second part, the second moral that I can see in this story is don't be jealous when our father blesses and saves those who come to him with a repentant heart. Just because you may have been there and that's not like, oh, just because what I'm saying is, yes, you may have been that person that was there. But don't you think that how merciful our God is and how loving he is, that he's going to receive your brother, your sister that comes to him with that same repentant heart that you at one point have, right? Because that's how merciful he is. That's how good our God is. That's how loving he is. That's how much he wants all to have to be saved and then none should perish. 
So those are the morals of the story of the prodigal son. And if you're that prodigal son or daughter, come back home. He loves you. He wants you back home. This world has nothing to offer you. This world cannot give you salvation. So I pray that this story in the end blesses someone. Don't leave Christ because of what you read, because of what they did at the church, so-called church. What did Christ do? Why did you leave Christ? Evaluate that for yourself. Pray on that and realize you're one prayer away from Christ. All we ever need to do is repent and repent is to we acknowledge our sin, we ask for forgiveness and turn away from it. Don't go back to the sin, right? Don't pick up new sins. Turn away from it. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Allow him to be the one to minister to you. That's that Satan telling you what you did was too big. That's that Satan telling you that he won't accept you. That's that Satan telling you that you could never get into heaven, right? That God is mad at you. And realize this, people who have not chosen Christ, the devil can work through them. So if you literally hear this from other people, they're being used by Satan, just like Judas was used, right? By the enemy. But go into your quiet, quiet place. If I can get my words right. Go into your quiet place. Allow our Father to show you, to explain his word to you. Before you read the Bible, you should always pray because the Bible is divinely inspired by his spirit. So if it is divinely inspired by his spirit and it is the final authoritative word, who better to explain the word to you than the one who inspired it? It's Holy Spirit. Now, one of my favorite salvation verses, and you hear me say this on a lot of different sessions, Romans 10 verses 9 through 13. It says, Thou if that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek. 
for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. He loves you, brother and sister. Come back home. If you're not the prodigal son or daughter, amen. And if you know someone who is, please share that um, parable with them. Remember, what our Savior did on the cross wasn't just for some of the sins or majority of the sins. It's for all sin. He loves you. He loves you so much. So keep trusting Him. Because what did Christ do for you to leave? I love you all. I pray that today would be an amazing day. This is a day that our Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. He is so beautiful. Until next time, shalom.